Hey, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. In this podcast, Alex gives his perspective on what is going on in the world. It is his mission to bring the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to A Stonewall's Perspective. I'm your host, Alexander Stone. I'm on a mission to spread the light of the gospel into every aspect of life, and yes, I did say every, including the things that people do not like to discuss, such as politics. One of the greatest ministries that I have been introduced to uh, is a ministry that is worldwide. It's impacting uh, thousands and thousands and even millions of people uh, with the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ, and they are bringing the word of God to the nations for his glory. Uh, Pastor Dave Scarlett is the founder of his glory, and he is the special guest on today's episode. Pastor Dave, how are you doing today, sir? Good, Alex. Good. Thank you for having me. What a blessing. It is a blessing to have you on. I've interviewed you a couple times on my show, and then uh, just yesterday I was on Take 5 for, I think, the third time now. Uh, and, and, you know, it's a blessing to to be part of of His glory and uh, what you guys are doing there. Uh, but before and before we talk about what we're going to be talking about today, could you just give us like a little overview about what His glory is, what His glory is doing, and uh, the future for His glory? Yeah, we have a lot in the works. We are, uh, as you mentioned in your opening, we reach about 25 million people uh, in every country of the world and growing. Uh, we're moving to uh, 24-7 uh, TV on hisglory.me with shows, Bible studies, Shabbat, Shalom services. Uh, we have hisglory.tv, which is our movie documentaries and praise music. We're going to get more into the praise music, have our own His Glory label. Uh, we take these to the tent revivals. We record those. Uh, we have His Glory News. So we are uh, the trusted source every day for people to get their news. And we're going to grow that. We're going to bring on a key person who does community development and grow small pockets of, of, of anchors in all 50 states so that people have a way to come together to study the Bible, to encourage each other and lift each other up at the local level. That That will also help us grow all the His Glory churches worldwide. Uh, right now, we have uh, seven separate churches in seven different countries in Africa, and we're going to continue to grow that in every country of the world as well and get the mm. gospel of Jesus Christ from east to west to north to south. Praise the Lord. I love that. And, and, and how many churches did you say there are? There's a, I, We're in seven countries. Uh, we will be in seven countries, and that will be approximately eight or nine churches. We have four churches in Kenya and an orphanage in Kenya, and then uh, we have one in Liberia. We'll be in Sierra Leone and uh, three or four other African uh, countries we're working on. Wow. Praise the Lord for that and just the, the message and mission that His glory uh, is doing and you know the way that the Lord is moving and working uh, through your ministry. I'm glad that you started His glory. The, the, you know, uh, I'm not going to ask you about it too much because of uh, time restraints, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link an episode where you shared your story uh, on my podcast about a year ago now, uh, and, and it was so powerful uh, and the way that 
God used you and your story to start this massive ministry uh, that is continuing to grow worldwide. Uh, but with all of that being said, um, you know, when I was on your show yesterday, we, we discussed a little bit about revival and, you know, how revival might be coming to the United States of America very soon. We obviously have the Reawaken America tour that's been going throughout America for the past couple of years now, and people are getting saved, people are getting baptized. You know, what, what, Pastor Dave, what does revival look like, uh, especially in the 21st century, in which there is so much corruption, so much evil, uh, so much sin that abounds from, from the very top corner of Washington State to the very bottom of Florida? What does that look like today? Well, the key word that you mentioned is sin. Uh, we're uh, S-I-N positive in our bloodstream from the fall of, of uh, Adam and Eve and Satan. And uh, there's been a fight to get our blood uh, cleansed. And the only way to cleanse the blood is through the the, 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 the Lamb, the Lamb of God through Jesus Christ. Uh, so what revival we're seeing now is just a little bit of pockets here and there. But we haven't seen that huge revival because we have to get to the point here in the United States and the world, for that matter, to repent. When we truly repent with our heart and we let the Lord cleanse us, that's when it opens up the true revival. So we haven't seen anything yet compared to what the Lord is going to do in these days and weeks and months to come. I think it's going to go very quickly. Uh, very fast, um, but it's all dependent on the condition of one's heart. If we repent with our heart and ask for to see his face, to seek his face, he will restore the land. And we are in the process of doing that right now. Right. You're exactly right. That that verse that you just alluded to, Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen. You know, everyone found out about that that passage of scripture in twenty twenty when it seemed like the whole world was going to hell in a handbasket and we were all gonna die because of COVID nineteen. And then on top of COVID nineteen there were death hornets and this and that and the other thing. Uh all happened in twenty twenty and everyone started flocking to this passage of scripture, chapter uh second chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen. 14, if uh, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, uh, I will heal hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And so, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've heard a lot of people who love this verse, uh, and, and I think most Christians would love this verse, and there's other Christians who will say, that's not for us today, that's for Israel, that's not for the United States. What, what do you say to people who, who will, you know, be hyper-religious um, about this text and the context? Uh, is that for the United States of America for today? Yeah, what you're referring to, I, I hear that too. That's that's the religious spirit coming out in a time as this, and we don't need the religious spirit to divide the 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 the, the, uh, the true church, the remnant of God. It's got to be Jesus plus nothing else. And this is a time that we're not going to get into theology or this, that, or the other thing. We need to be united in Jesus Christ. But to go deeper into that verse, yes, that applies. That applies to the Gentiles all through Scripture. Uh, the, the vine and uh, the, the branch are always in there. And God has blessed the United States of America because we were a beacon of light. We followed Judeo-Christian principles to start this country. We were a beacon of light to the Jewish people uh, throughout the years. And so God will bless us based on uh, Genesis 12.3. Uh, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And that blessing will always be on the United States until we get hardened of heart and we turn away from uh, the biblical principles, which we have. That's why we're going through all this madness today. We got to humble ourselves, get our knees. That's a conditional 
uh, clause that the Lord told us. It's conditional based on do we actually repent? Do we get on our knees? Do we seek his face? And if we do that, then he will bless. If we don't do that, he will not. And we wonder where God is. Well, we've taken God out of the church. We've taken God out of the, the government. We've taken God out of uh, the decision-making of Roe v. Wade. And that's why we're in this mess we are. And we allowed the religious spirit to talk about more about theology instead of a love relationship with our King of Kings and Lord of hosts. Mm-hmm. That's that's very powerful. Something I want to comment on is uh, is what you said about unity. Uh, I, I agree. I think we need unity for sure in the body of Christ. I think there needs to be less and less division and more uh, agreeance on the basic tenets of Scripture. Uh, however, I think it is important to, to have right doctrine uh, for sure. Because, you know, uh, we, we said yesterday, we were talking about as the church goes, so goes the nation. Many churches have gone away uh, and they have split off from correct doctrine that they're following after this progressive, liberal, uh, disgusting Satanist agenda. And although we want them to come back to the fold, come back unto Jesus and uh, maybe even their first love, uh, I, I, I personally can't be unified with anyone who who claims to be a Christian um, and, you know, support abortion. I don't think you uh, can either. But I think, you know, many people will take unity and go like all the way with it, partner with this group and that group and every group ever for one general cause. But the reality is some people uh, are part of the fold of God and some aren't. And I, I, I personally can't go with those that uh, God calls evil. And I, like I said, I don't think you can either. No, it's we have to be obedient to all mm-hmm. his precepts and commandments. As Second Timothy three sixteen states that all scripture, not the scripture mm-hmm. we like or we choose, but all scripture right. is God breathed for our edification and our doctrine. There, as Charles Spurgeon said, there is one doctrine. It's the infallible mm-hmm. literal word of God. Sixty six books by forty authors, an integrated message system, line upon line, precept upon precept. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. Uh, something that I want to want to talk about. Obviously, you have you, your United States of America flag behind you. I have mine behind me. Then you also have your Israel flag uh, behind you. It seems that if uh, any any country or any power that goes against Israel and goes against Jews, uh, they collapse. Right. I, I think in the past few years, especially the United States of America uh, under President Trump, certainly they supported. Israel, but it seems more and more as people like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and and Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, more people like those get into office, the less we support Israel. If that happens, if we take our hand away from protecting Israel, will God take his hand away from us? Yeah, it's Genesis 12, 3, uh, again. Um, and I want to stress this, this is biblical Israel, not the secular uh, woke and secular uh, Israeli government that may be a part of certain sections of the deep state and trying to overturn uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu as we speak. There is an evil inside the Jewish side. There's an evil inside the American side. No different. It's the biblical Israel, the, 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 the everlasting covenants that God gave Abraham. The land. It will always be uh, the land of Abraham and the 12 tribes because God says so. And the, the Davidic covenant, which there will be a king in the line of David forever. And that is our king of kings and Lord of hosts, Jesus Christ. So those we have to be biblical when we say we support uh, the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I, I want to point out something. May 14th, 1948 is when 
uh, Israel became a nation again. And there's a lot of prophetic words about that uh, in Scripture. Jeremiah 30, verse 1, uh, or excuse me, uh, Amos um, 9, 14, and 15, and I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. Uh, Luke uh, Luke 21, 32, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Isaiah 43, 5 and 6, etc., uh, etc. Et There's a lot of prophecies of Israel becoming a nation uh, again. And May 14, 1948, that did occur. Uh, Israel was formulated as a sovereign nation once again. And, and I don't know about you, Pastor Dave, but personally, I believe that that day, um, every day since then has been another day of grace for everybody on this earth, uh, that, that once Israel became a nation again, I believe that Jesus could have come back on the spot uh, because of that. What do you think? Well, yeah, um, he, we know we're in the, the days of all this prophecy coming, you, you mentioned a couple of prophecies. To me, one of the most amazing prophecies in the entire Bible is many people don't know about this prophecy. It's Ezekiel 4. Ezekiel 4 gives you the exact mathematical formula, and you do the timeline. And I have the documents. It was Gr the late Grant Jeffries is the first one that show showed me this. Uh, but May 4, Ezekiel 4 prophesies the exact date that Israel would become a nation again, May 14th, uh, 1948, to the day. That's how wow. strong that prophecy was. And we look at the last 75 years, and you talk about the church. There's something called replacement theology. Nine out of 10 churches, denominations, believe that the church has replaced Israel. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Paul talks about that in Romans 9, 10, and 11. But we see four major prophecies happen in the last 75 years. One, as you mentioned, May 14th, 1948, Israel becoming a nation again, after 2,500 years not being uh, a nation. The, the Speaking Hebrew in 1947, they weren't speaking Hebrew at the time of Jesus. Hebrew was brought back into the language. And then June 6, 1967, getting East Jerusalem in the Six-Day War was absolutely amazing. So because you have to have the city to have the third temple built. And then the prophet, I believe it was Ezekiel, said the, the currency of Israel will be in the land again. And in 1982, they reestablished the shekel as the formal, uh, formal currency of Israel. Four prophecies all being fulfilled in the last 75 years. Wow, that is so powerful. You know, the way that the Lord works, the way that the Lord moves, and the way that he allows things to happen, and 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 the way that prophecies come true, you, you can't deny that. You can't deny uh, Scripture being real. If you actually look at the prophecies and how they've been fulfilled, you cannot logically do that. Another thing I'd like to point out about prophecy, not related to Israel, but you know, there were many, many, many prophecies about Jesus. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but he fulfilled every single one of them. And you can go and look at the pages of history and you can turn to where those things happened. The fact that there was truly a virgin birth, you can find it in history. The fact that there was a death on the cross, you can find it in history. The fact that there was an earthquake when Jesus died, you can find it in history. And finally, the most important thing, when Jesus rose again, you can find that in history. You cannot deny the prophecy. You cannot deny scripture because it is factually, historically true. 
Absolutely. To take that a step further, this is kind of mind blowing. This was, again, I give credit to Grant Jeffries, who has gone to be with the Lord. But if you just take 17 of those prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, just 17, and even if Jesus knew he was trying to fulfill them himself, use that mathematical formula. It's like taking the entire state of Texas, fill it up with silver dollars, blindfolding a person, put him in a helicopter with one red spray painted silver dollar, sticking it there and finding that silver dollar. The numbers are off the chart with a likelihood that Christ could fulfill that, even tr- knowingly trying to fulfill just 17 of the 300 and some uh, prophecies that he fulfilled the first time. And he did it. He, that's exactly he it. what he did. He did uh, every single one of the prophecies that were prophesied about him in, in books like Isaiah, Ezekiel, uh, Daniel even. Uh, and it's so, so powerful. I, I want to go back to, to talking about Israel um, Pastor Dave, do you believe in a in a rapture? Because I know that many people do and many people don't. Do you personally believe in a rapture? Yeah, it's called in the Greek, uh, it's called harpazo. You know, a lot of people lose their mind over the term rapture because rapture, the word rapture is not in, uh, it's in the Catholic Bible, but it's not in the regular Bible. It comes from the Greek word harpazo, which means to snatch, grab quickly. So there's no question there is a harpazo or a rapture in the Bible. Some believe in a mid uh, mid-trib, post-trib, or a pre-trib. I think the pre-trib people, uh, all of them, kind of lost the focus, especially pre-trib, getting the mindset that, well, Jesus will come anytime, we're going to be raptured, and we're just going to sit back and wait for him to come. That's not what he wants us to do. We need to be active today. So um, I don't get into theological arguments with people uh, around pre, mid, or post. Um, I truly believe that you can prove it without a shadow of a doubt that it's pre-trib, but mm-hmm. If somebody believes in mid-trip, as long as you love Jesus and you're actively doing something for his purpose and his glory, that's the main thing. Right. I I agree with you. The reason why I asked about that is, um, do you believe that there's going to be revival in Israel before the rapture? Obviously, we know the 144,000 Jew uh, missionaries during the time of the tribulation. Do you think there's going to be any sort of revival before that time? Well, you already have. Uh, it's just, it's a pocket of it. Um, in my lifetime, because of my relationship with a lot of generals, uh, former generals in Israel, we have great connections in Israel. I'm seeing them ask questions about Messiah more than any time in history. I know of a doctor, I'm not going to say his name, that was on a certain tour that we went with uh, that uh, accepted Messiah. So I know a lot of Jewish people that are accepting Messiah as their Lord and Savior. Matter of fact, the owner of our tour group that we take that takes us to Israel, where we go places nobody else can go, he's a Messianic Jew. Uh, he's accepted Christ as his uh, his Messiah. So it's happening right now. More Jewish people are, are recognizing uh, Yeshua Messiah as their Lord and Savior than any time uh, in history. Right. That that is powerful. You know, have you, have you ever heard of the organization or ministry uh, Jews for Jesus? Yes. Uh, one of my mentors used to be on the board of Jews for Jesus. And wow. my first trip to Israel, I met with Jews uh, for Jesus. In that is so, yep. That's so cool. So uh, the reason I mentioned that is uh, a few years ago um, at, at my church, Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri, Jews for Jesus actually came uh, to my church and they gave a presentation. And it was so powerful learning about how uh, Jewish people are coming to faith in, in, in Jesus you know, because yeah. because most people, uh, many people in Israel, they they don't believe in Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. They they don't believe in him at all. But it happened, and many people uh, of the Jewish faith are coming 
to faith in Jesus. And it's so powerful to see, you know, one, one of the things that I, I want to, I want to talk to you about for the, for the remainder of this, of this show is, you know, the, the many Jews, they know the old Testament more than most Orthodox Christians. What is the best way to really evangelize to them and help them realize um, the fact that Jesus did come and that he did die and that he did rise again? The first thing starts with yourself because we mentioned something called replacement theology. So if you're a denomination, again, nine out of 10 uh, denominations believe in replacement theology. That means they've taken uh, the church and said that has replaced Israel in importance from uh, from, from the time of Christ's resurrection. The first thing is you got to get in the Old Testament. That's the problem with the replacement theology. If you believe the church has replaced it, nobody gets into the new covenant or the first covenant with the Lord. That's the first thing. You've got to be educated to know the first covenant. And you look at the writings of the Apostle Paul. Here is Saul, who was a Pharisee, member of the Sanhedrin, was a religious zealot, uh, tried to persecute uh, those believers in the way, before it was called a mockery of Christians, um, until his road to Damascus, where he became Paul. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament from the Old Testament. So when he went into these Jewish synagogues, he was explaining who the Messiah was, from the Torah and the prophets. And that's how we relate to people of, of, of Judaism, the people of uh, Jewish uh, blood, is to show them who Yeshua Messiah is from their teachings, the Torah and the prophets. Wow, that is powerful. Uh, Pastor Dave, thank you so much for coming on today's show. Uh, there are a couple announcements that I know that you want to give, that you want to talk about Um about, I mean, I guess related to Israel is one of them. Uh, why don't you talk about the uh, the movie that you have and then the, the Israel tour that you guys are going on soon? Yeah, the first one is uh, we are launching the movie Holy Land this coming Saturday, July the 29th. That is a movie that we did with Mickey Willis that is narrated and produced by Mickey and his team. It's an absolutely extraordinary uh, documentary that is going to be out to America for and the world for free. Uh, about our trip there, the generals that we met with, and how it fits end time prophecy to to the to the letter. Uh, and then from there, we we go to Israel every year. Uh, our next trip, we're going to have two trips to Israel in uh, the end of uh, November. Uh, that's the VIP tour that we'll go to the King David Hotel. You'll meet with Israeli generals. Uh, you'll meet with our contacts in Israel. Stay at the King David, which is very hard to get into the King David. And we will have America's general with us. General Flynn will be on that trip. And then I'll stay for two days, and then we have another group of about 200 people coming in for a very uh, well-put-together, I will be at the, all the sites teaching, uh, but it's going to be the most cost-effective trip that we've ever done. And uh, with the places that we go are absolutely amazing. The key of watching this movie, Holy Land, you know what the, the times and the season we're in, and also you're going to have a desire to want to go to the Holy Land, because once you go to Israel— it changes your heart and it changes your, your 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 Bible study because the Bible comes alive when you come back. You're 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 transformed, and uh, that's an eternal blessing that you can't uh, you can't get with money and gold today. That's exactly right, Pastor Dave. Thank you so much for coming on this show. It's it's powerful hearing from you, hearing hearing you know how God is using His glory uh, for His glory, 
It's truly amazing. So thank you. Uh, guys, if you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STONEWALL, you can get a discount of up to 66% off of your order. Uh, it's an amazing deal. Or you could also use that same promo code and get the all-season slippers for only $25, which is an amazing deal. I have three pairs of them myself. They are truly amazing. It's like wearing love on your feet. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code STONEWALL, and you can get a discount of up to 66% off of your order. Thank you guys so much for listening. God bless you all, and goodbye. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.